You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Hey everybody, welcome to the program. It's Morning Breath time. I'm so glad that you're jumping on board for a journey today through a chapter of the Bible, because that's what we do. We read a chapter, spend some time in the Word with the Lord, and then I and my co-host come down here to the studio in the Merritt Island campus of East Coast Christian Center, and we read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. My co-host today is Pastor Mark Cook. How are you doing, Pastor Mark? Great, Pastor Dan. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for asking. It's an incredible time to be alive. Challenging, but uh, we were were born for such a time as this. Esther and I and you and Nick all have something in common. God knew he, he wanted us here now. Amen. And it's incredible. I'm, yeah. I'm grateful to be here. Even though I'd like things different around me in some areas, doesn't change anything. God wanted me here in this hour for this day, and yeah. I'm grateful for it. Amen. Yep, Amen. Excited, excited. Yeah, we're building the church, man. Come on. There's nothing changing about that. Come on. So uh, we want you to join us on the program. Pastor Dan said this is a drive-time devotion. Sure to jumpstart your day. Yeah. We're going to read a chapter of the Bible and talk about what God leads us to talk about, and you can know what chapter we're in by going to our Morning Breath Guide. Uh, we have the East Coast app as well as our website, eccc.us. You get on there and you get to our podcast page, and the Morning Breath Guide is there. Right now, the Morning Breath Guide is our devotional guide. We do a 21-day devotional, and uh, we're pressing in in a season of fasting and just seeking the Lord. And so that devotional guide is what we're following. Uh, a lot of times we just follow a book of the Bible and go chapter by chapter. This time we're bouncing all around depending on what the devotional writer chose for that day. So yeah, today we're, yeah. yesterday we were in Matthew, today we're in Philippians. Yeah. Uh, but you can know that so you don't get lost and confused by having the devotional. The devotional is also on our website and yep. on our app. So if yep. you're following that right now, you're following the Morning Breath Guide. And you can also get a hard copy of that devotional at any of our uh, campuses if you come to a weekend service. Yeah. Man, Nick's over there. He's got his face, nose to the grindstone. <laughs> he was bending his face all the way down there by the board. I guess he was trying to hear something in secret that didn't get on the radio, which he's over there working like a like a madman. He's working his fingers to the bone. That's why he's got bony fingers. <laughs> Moving right along, we're going to read that chapter. I'm just going to jump right into it. We are in the devotion. We want you on board. Uh, if it's, you know, I know it's the 19th day of 21, but if you haven't started, start. Yeah. You either start on day 19 or start on one and go 21 days. It, you know, it's just a great tool for getting into the Word. So we're going to read chapter 4 of Philippians, and uh, there are 23 verses. And so I'm going to read through 11. Um, it's a little bit longer, longer verses in the front, especially verse 8. Verse eight's a, a <laughs> mouthful. So I'm going to read the first 11. You can read the last 12, and we'll get there. All right. In the New King James, I say unto you, Pastor Dan, read, sir. I implore Eudia and I implore Syntex to be of the same mind in the Lord. And I urge you also, true companion. You started in verse 2. I, oh, good. Let's start that over. You ready? Can I just do it? All right. I say unto you, Pastor Dan, read, sir. Therefore, my beloved and long-for brethren, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, beloved. I implore Eudia and I implore Syntec to be of the same mind in the Lord. I urge you also, true companion, help these women who labor, labored with me in the gospel with Clement also and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. 
the Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again, though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know, this is verse 12, I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Nevertheless, you have done well that you shared in my distress. Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving but you only. For even in Thessalonica you sent aid once and again from my necessities. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the things sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brethren who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, but especially those who are of Caesar's household. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Amen. Yeah, you know, I just want to chat a little bit about Paul here. We know uh, Paul is imprisoned, and when he says, uh, especially those of Caesar's household, he gives us a clue in, in chapter 4 that he is a, around Caesar's household. The only way he'd be around Caesar's household is if he is around Caesar. Yeah. And so we also know from chapter 1, I think it's like verse—I uh, think I'm going to actually read it because I think it's interesting— where he's at, uh, verse 12 says, But I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the fur- furtherance of the gospel. What happened was he was arrested. So that has become evident to the whole palace guard and to all the rest that my chains are in Christ. And most of the brethren in the Lord, having become confident by my chains, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. And that's awesome. Yeah. But then he says this, some indeed preach Christ even from envy and strife, some also from goodwill. The former preach Christ from selfish ambition, not sincerely supposing to add affliction uh, to my chains, but the latter out of love. And he, So he's comparing these two groups, and what he's saying is there's division in Rome in the church. There's a group in the church that's doing it the wrong way for the wrong reasons, and there's another group in the church that's, you know, like always, doing it right for the right reasons. Because he's also dealing with that here. Because Judea, if I'm saying that right, I have no idea how to pronounce right. that. How would you pronounce that? I would probably say it the same way. Okay, and how about the next one? Uh, Syntyche, maybe? Syntyche, okay. Oh, I like that better. How did that's you a nicer. It? Uh, yeah. I'm guess, yeah. I, yeah, I'm, it's a total guess. Uh, but which appear to be ladies, uh, just, you know, UDI with an A at the end. Syntyche is a little bit harder to uh, 
to translate. But anyway, it appears to be these two gals that they were, yeah, to help these women who labored with me in the gospel. So we know that. Uh, And they're in disagreement. So there's strife and disagreement here. And uh, so what he encourages them to do is not worry. Be anxious for nothing, which that word is what we would consider worry. And the word actually means to strangle. I think that's interesting, to strangle, or another definition of it, I believe, is to to be pulled in different directions. Mm. So there's a couple of things that word means, but then when you think about Paul and the situation he's in, he's a church planter. Two of the churches he planted have strife in them and division. Those could be reasons to worry, but throw on top of that, he's in prison, (laughs) chained up and could die any day. And in fact, in other places, you know, he talks about it's better to depart, better by far to depart. And he's talking about dying. If anybody had a reason to worry about stuff, it would seem to me it'd be Paul, but he doesn't. And he tells us how not to worry. And I believe what he's talking about here uh, with this worry which I believe worry includes wrong thinking and wrong feeling. Wrong thinking leads to wrong feeling. When you're not thinking the right way about something, you end up feeling the wrong way about something. Now, to use that in a, in a kind of a direct interpersonal way, as husband and wife, that can happen quickly. You can begin to think the wrong way about your spouse. And you know what happens? You feel differently about them. Feel frustrated or angry or, you know, or, you know, ticked off any of the ways you want to you wanna say it. And it all started because you weren't thinking of them as a gift from God. You were thinking of them as annoying. Or you weren't thinking of them as a gift from God. You were thinking of them as, you know, why aren't they doing that? You know, something they owe you that they're not doing or something they're doing they shouldn't do. That's what all sin is based on, those two things. Something done that you shouldn't or something you don't do that you should. And you can end up because you're not thinking about them the wrong way, right way. So in other words, if, if, if as friends, Mark doesn't do something for me he should, I have an option to either judge him and think about him on that basis, or I think about him on the basis of, I forgive you the debt. I'm not going to say Mark owes me that. Well, that totally changes how I think about him. Well, if I think about him as forgiven— I don't think about him as owing me these things. My feelings and my thoughts change. And what I guess I'm saying here is we need a secure mind. We we need our minds secured by the word of God. Because if we don't, we'll end up in this anxious state. And so how do we get out of this anxious state? There's a lot of great instruction here and clues here. You know, it says, uh, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made to, known to God. And, and I'll tell you, instead of being mad at somebody, thanking God for somebody will change your attitude really quick. Thanking God for, you know, whatever the situation is from a world level, national level, state level, county level, 
your house level, your church level, your job level, whatever level you're on with whoever it is anywhere to actually thank God for these people around you rather than maybe, you know, get upset about them is just a powerful way to walk in the peace of God because the peace of God surpasses all understanding and will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That's that secure mind. And I believe what it says here, uh, one of the things it says to do that is so powerful, and I know I'm talking a lot, Mark. Bear with me just for a moment. I'll cut you loose. Verse 8, finally, brethren, this verse has been so precious to me and so powerful to me to to give me the ability to control my thought life, Uh, and it doesn't matter which direction my thought life has gone. This verse has been so powerful for me to to take control of that and to secure my mind, uh, to, to secure it, because it's like, if you looked at it, it says guard your hearts and minds. So looking at like a castle or a, you know, a house or a building that needed to be fortified, this verse has been so powerful to fortify. So whenever I'm thinking something I shouldn't think, I actually quote this verse. I don't do it perfectly. I've done it a lot of times. I get pretty close. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, and then I don't keep saying whatever. I say just, pure, lovely, a good report. If there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, I will meditate on these things. And when I say that, I realize that what, what, what does this cover? What is true? and noble, and just, and pure, and lovely, and of good report, and virtuous, and praiseworthy. All those things, not just one of them, but all of those things combined. I can only think of two things that I believe fit this description, and that is Jesus and the Word. And, of course, the Bible says that Jesus and the Word are one, so that kind of makes sense, too. And so, I, I can think about Jesus in a, in a sort of an abstract sense. Oh, there's Jesus. I love Jesus there. Or I can take what his word says and I can put it in in place of those thoughts that are concerning me, that are trying to make me anxious, that are trying to pull me in different directions. Again, that's part of the meaning of the word, to be pulled in different directions uh, this wrong thinking with your mind, this wrong feeling that happens in your emotions when you think the wrong way. And I begin to overlay that because you just cannot stop thinking something by saying, I'm going to stop thinking that. Number one, it's good to whatever, if something's causing you to think the wrong way, cut that thing off, get it out of your life, move away from it. Now, that works for all sorts of outside input, but that doesn't work if it's somebody you love and you live with. Uh, So if it's interpersonal, you can't cut them off. So what you have to do is you have to replace the bad thoughts you're having with God thoughts. So I actually take scripture. Let's say I'm having uh, symptoms in my body of something going on. I do this on a daily basis, especially at 67. I have a pain right now. I just got a pain in my finger. Um, Big deal. The scripture says, surely hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted, wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace is upon him, and by his stripes we are 
healed. Uh, Isaiah 53, 3 through 5, first verses I ever learned of Scripture. Why did I learn those? Because I was sick in so many areas. And so whenever the sickness feelings or thoughts would come against my body or my mind and make me feel bad and discouraged, I would instead quote the Scripture because it's true. Yes. It's noble. It's just, it's pure, it's lovely, it's good report. And as I meditated on those things, my mind, just like the song that you hear in the elevator that you never wanted to sing, or the famous, it's a small world after all, I won't do the tune, gets in your head. The only way to get that song out of your head is not by saying, no, I'm not going to sing that song, because every time you do that, you think of the song again. And you reinforce that song in your head. Instead, sing a different song, one you like in your head. You know what it'll do? It'll push that song right out of there. And so this whole way of handling the the mind, I believe, is just such a beautiful picture of how we're supposed to live our lives, especially in worrisome times. Yeah. You know, I mean, is it worrisome you're in a pandemic? You know, I think maybe it is for a lot of people. Do I worry about it? Not at all. Why? Because I keep laying in the pure, perfect, lovely, praiseworthy, noble word of God over every thought I have that would be a negative attacking thought. That doesn't mean I live my life flippantly. Doesn't mean I don't wash my hands because I'm quoting the word. Doesn't mean that I don't if they ask me to wear a mask in Walmart, I wear one. Uh, I'm not trying to be, you know, obstinate or, you know, oh, look at me. I'm just, I'm okay. No, I, I follow the rules as much as I can, but I don't let what's going on break my mind down into a place of, you know, just worried. It becomes yeah. a fortress of torment instead of a security. A, 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 excuse me, a secure mind that's strong, relaxed, full of peace, and I believe what the Scripture talks about here is joy. You end up in a place of joy, you know, rejoicing. And uh, so, I I don't know, I felt like this morning that would be important for us to get that out, just kind of lay it out for people out there to think. So here's what I would do, and then, Mark, I'm turning it over to you, is if there's an area that's getting you right now, Go to the Word. It's so easy right now. Go to your computer. Type in uh, something on, you know, sickness scriptures, you know, illness scriptures, and you'll get all these verses from the Bible that will be about Jesus the healer. Uh, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. And, you know, you go, that's Matthew 8, and you can go right through the Scripture and find so many beautiful things that will combat those things going on in your mind. So that's what I do. And I'm so thankful to just sit and listen to you teach on that, Pastor Dan, because uh, I can, you know, I I resemble that remark when we talk (laughs) talk about, you know, dealing with, you know, anxious minds and things like that. It's a a season. And I think, too, we talked about the fact that that, uh, as a church, we're in we're in this period of (laughs) seeking and fasting. And that that is going to be a time when uh, when stuff you know starts to creep up in your life. Maybe stuff that you've been able to ignore yeah. or camouflage. Yeah. Um, you know, now that's Bury, all being stripped away. Bury yeah. it down there. Yeah, you've been hiding stuff down there, living maybe with things. And now uh, this opportunity, as you press in, you know, you, you've talked before about uh, Pastor Dan about when you uh, when we when we take something into the when the light shines on something, 
like sometimes it can hurt. I remember oh, you yeah. talking about that yep. years ago, yep. and yep. and uh, and and our our reaction a lot of times then is to, okay, I got to get out of the light. And you stay there. Cover it back up. Yeah. Whoa, that didn't look good. But Ouch. If, if we stay there, then the light can do what it needs to do, which is, you know what sunlight does? It kills bacteria. Yeah. You know what? I, right. you take You take a rag that's covered with bacteria and, and garbage that you would just just soon throw away, and you go set it out in a, in a place where it just sits in the sunshine, it'll sterilize that thing. Absolutely. Uh, you know what? The, the light of the gospel uh, of the glory of God has, is shining on people, uh, and it's there to cleanse us, to get rid of things that are holding us back so that we can do all the things that God has called us to do and be the people that God has called us to be. And I'm so thankful for this chapter and, and for your teaching on it, because I was thinking some of the same things when it talks about, you know, what are all the things that are true and noble and of good report? And I thought, man, if it's Jesus, if I would just, if I can't think of anything else, I can stop and I can go back to Jesus. Yeah, he, he is all of those things, and as I begin to to look at Jesus, he calls us to fix our eyes on him as the author and the perfecter, and he's the one. Jesus is the one who sowed the seeds of these ideas of not being anxious by saying. He even says in the Gospels, don't have an anxious mind. Yeah. He says, come to me, and I will give you rest come in on. your soul. Come on. You know what? And soul rest is such a big deal. And so, uh, you know, all of this ties back into who Jesus is. You know, and he's the one who created—it's through him that all things were, were made that were made. Now, without him, nothing was made that was made. And, and he is the source of life. And, and, and John said that he is—that light is the life of, of men. And so, yeah. so he is all of these things. And so I just want to encourage you if you if you are having a hard time because sometimes there's so much around us that we can look at that is perfectly praiseworthy. You know what? I'm I'm thankful yeah. for my wife. I'm yeah. thankful for my family. I'm yeah. thankful for my job. Come but on. but but the 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 lie of darkness and worry and anxiety will will cause you not to be thankful for any of those That's things. Right. Um, and and so we can fall into the trap of going, what am I have to be thankful for? And if we put all that away and go, I can be thankful for Jesus then he's going to bring all of that stuff back up and make it clear for us. I just want to encourage you and echo what you were saying, Pastor Dan, and encourage you listeners, you know what, Get just go back to the Word of God and begin to look at Jesus. Begin to, begin to think about how incredible he is. Begin to think about how much he loves us. Begin to think about how he shows so much Come compassion. On. Begin to think about how his desire is that we would know him. And, be, you know, go look at what he prayed in John chapter 17, where he prayed for us. Yes. He prayed for us that we would be in perfect communion with him and with his father. Like that is such a precious thing. And I'm so grateful for it. And as Paul draws our attention back to that thing, he reminds us of important things. And in uh, verse 19, he says, my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. All the supply that we need Come on. in every way is because of Jesus and his finished work to take away our anxiety and to make sure that we are equipped for every good work. It's just too good to be true Amen. news. That's what the gospel is. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone. 
So come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321-453-453. Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. You know what happened just there? Those are kind of a good tag team. I, I taught and Mark encouraged, and that's kind of preaching and teaching. Mark was doing the preaching part, and I was doing the teaching Uh, Don't ignore that. God wants to get something across to you. I will close with this thought. Verse 7 says, And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And then verse 9 says, The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. Now, I think that's interesting. It's the peace of God and the God of peace. And so I just want to encourage you. The Bible is very clear that God will never leave you nor forsake you. So we always have the God of peace with us. 
And so does that mean I always have the peace of God? I think so. I think that's what that means. See, the Bible talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Is there ever a time in our life where we don't have the fruit of the Spirit? No, I don't think there is ever a time because if you have the Spirit, you have the fruit of the Spirit. The problem is that worry will stop the fruit of peace from flowing. It's there. What you need to do is get your mind on the God of peace. Yeah. And when you do, the peace of God will be there. And you can look at that on every area that the fruit of the Spirit flows. You've got it. You've got it now. Yes. Put something else in there besides the garbage. Put the word in. Think on Jesus, and that peace will flow again. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great day. See you, Pastor Mark. Bye, Pastor We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.